his attitude was starting to get the best of him towards the end of it. Gotta stay level-headed. Well, he seems to come out in the second half, and um, uh, no matter how many goals were up, we blow the lead. You know that they're a counter-attacking team, but you're putting all that space in the back on a silver platter. So it's uh, it's been a little minute. Um, thank you guys for tuning in to another uh, episode of The Peel on the Beautiful Game Network. Sponsored by Roughneck Scarfs. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button below to get notified when we post content on our channel. Uh, also, go ahead and hit that like and share button. If you're listening to the podcast, be sure to like and follow us on all our podcast sites. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, um, Music, which I, I think they just changed the name of that too. Uh, Stitcher, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Uh we also have tips available. See the link in the description to contribute to our show, which actually I did not add that, so cancel that part. Um, but finally, be sure to give the PO5 a follow on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Excuse me, guys. Um, wow, it's been a minute. I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah. Just, uh, I'm in a humbug mode. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, um, I mean, it's look, I'm going to chalk everything up to 2020. I mean, it let's be honest. It's been kind of a crappy year. I mean, it's uh, how do I put this in perspective? I mean, you know, I, I guess I'll just throw it out there. Okay. All right. Um, no, I heard myself in the background. That's all. Yeah. Um, so, all right, much better. I can hear Josh now. Sorry, uh, I can't. I can't get my uh, my mic working, guys. But that's okay. I look like crap, oh. anyways. Yeah. Right now, I just got um, off work after a long day, so uh, it's but, probably best. Well, let, let's just bounce right off that. I mean, let's let's look at 2020 as what it is. I mean, you've got the pandemic going on. You've got financial. Uh, how do I put this? Nobody knows. You know, if they're having their job from the next day to to the next because of covid you know there's a bunch of stuff that went into this year to kind of just make this year weird and um you know and i guess my issue is we are in the third sometimes people well sometimes people say the third slash fourth biggest city in the country right you also have one of the biggest med centers in the country and the dynamo had to come out and do one thing for its fan base. Let's be an escape from real life for a while. And they fell extremely short of that. So that's essentially what this, this show tonight is about. You know, we're, we're going to break down the season a little bit. We're going to talk about what happened throughout the season uh, with us, with the Dynamo. Just kind of reflect back on 2020, uh, which was the year that was. Um, and kind of just, I don't know, vent a little bit about this team. Uh, if you want to call it, call it this. Um but uh, yeah, let's uh, let's dive right into it. So, Josh, you want to give a little little snippet about how your life's been the last couple months? <laughs> um, topsy turvy. <laughs> I got promotion, which is great. Yeah. Um, but it's been uh, full throttle since then because the promotion happened like right before the holidays. So it's just the holidays at a grocery store is can be a nightmare, <laughs> and a meat market. It's an absolute nightmare. <laughs> um, juggle that with a, uh, with a newborn. So still, you know, kiddo's five months old now. So, Damn. you know. Kid's adorable. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty He's pretty cool, man. He's a good good kid. Yeah. Um, so it's just long, exhausting days. Um, sure as hell, don't waste my time, that free time, uh, watching the Houston Dynamo, though. I can definitely say <laughs> that this year. I did not waste a lot of free time watching the Dynamo. That's yeah. that's a first for me, you know. So and, um, and that just goes to the fact of like what this team has become and like such the trash that they have become. It's it's very piss poor. Well, and see, and and that's the thing, you know. You'll have your diehards that will be like, "Oh, well, then you're not a real fan. You're not a supporter." What is there really to support this year? And I haven't felt energy. I've backed this team for a long time. You know, giving them plenty of excuses, but I did not feel any like uh, they didn't give me anything. Uh, it's just, and they're gonna, of course, use the whole pandemic excuse stuff. You know, like, oh, we went through a pandemic, and yeah, you know, so did 
So, so did, did everybody else in the league. 20 some odd other teams in this yeah. league. And guess what? Teams still showed up this year. And so I they think, can't I use think that also, Yeah, and then I think also listening to uh, Matt Jordan on Glenn Davis's show even fires me up more to just about the BS. Oh, yeah, we're definitely going to get in that. Crap that he, yes, same, yeah, same crap that he says all the time. It's just like core values, blah, 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 you know, and it's just. Fuck your core values because they haven't he, done shit. Yeah, and he continues to have a job with the Dynamo, so. Good shout out to Ray for calling him out on the show for his core values. Oh my god, that was that made the entire interview. That made the interview Man, right there. <laughs> he was getting wrecked too. It was great. I love some of the questions. I know that one person asked him like, um, like if we have such a bad start next year, if you'll resign. <laughs> like just flat out asked him if he'll just if you'll quit. And his answer pretty much was like He didn't answer it. Like, he, he he doesn't care. Yeah. Any you know, any true true Soccer GM who understands the importance of that position would say, yes, if the team is unsatisfactory, I will step down. I mean, for the whole fact of like the goalkeeper we had last year just had the most shutouts with his new team. Well, goes to so, say something. And then, of course, and then, of course, his excuse is probably going to be, well, you know, look at his back line or some crap like that. Well, then fix your back line, too. There no, be that's no not going to be his excuse because he assembled that back line. So he's just going to oh, yeah, be like, right. oh, yeah, yeah they're he's, he's going to defend that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you want to you want to defend their track record? I mean, Kiki yeah. Struna was lost all year. Yeah. Um, Figueroa was a hit or miss. Um, You had a revolving door. Didn't we have a revolving door or revolving door right back to? Yeah, with. Um, I mean, there was a lot of injuries. Well, at, I, at, uh, I, I, I at the end, like, though, like, when, Bizama, when, yeah. Bizama, and then I know, like, uh, Zarek Valentin played a, played a lot of the, the right-back positions and stuff. And, yeah, I mean, I like the hustle that, you know, the heart and the team, but dang, man. Yeah, it's... <laughs> guys, <laughs> I mean... I'm like... I'm so, like, let's, oh, um... Yeah, Darwin Seren, that's pretty much it, though. It's, like, cool. So let's um let's kind of take a step back now. We'll we'll briefly talk about um what we call the first part of the season. It's really just the first two games. Then we'll 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 talk a little bit about the MLS tournament and how the Dynamo fared in that, and then we'll move into the rest of the season and just kind of cover it in short. Um, so you know the season started off rough to even begin with. You know all the way back way back on February 29th when we talk on the LA Galaxy. Um. I know, Josh, you felt pretty excited about that game at first because Dynamo had bounced back to uh, to have a 1-1 draw against L.A. I, it wasn't so much about the L.A. game. I mean, yeah, we went on we went on the the next game to get just cream. Hammered. So. Yeah. And it was OK. Well, and I remember I remember we were all kind of questioning and we didn't want to come out and actually say, well, maybe tab's not that good, but. I know that was getting thrown around just a little bit because yeah, and look, that's an annoyance fans, too, man. Yeah, and that's <laughs> an annoyance too. I actually don't put anything on Tab. I actually no. think Tab's still a great coach. And yeah, I, I'm. I think we're lucky to have Tab. I just don't think that he's given the resources. No. Um. Yet, I mean, I, I mean, we'll see what happens with our academy, but um, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm just, so and. Uh, I guess really you know, driving we'll, me to go to the game, to we'll, a game we'll next year. Of, I guess we'll kind of jump around this show too. So this is one of the conversations I was having with, um, you know, Megan was how far behind the dynamo and the organization have put themselves, you know, behind the eight ball when it comes to growth with the rest of the league. You look at all these other teams now, especially the playoff bound teams this year. How many of these teams have produced their own talent now? And then you have Matt Jordan, this, you know, this interview that he had with Glenn Davis, and he's touting all these players. Nico Lemoyne, really? Marcelo Palomino, which, let's not forget, the Dynamo didn't keep him, and he went to Porto on his own accord because he didn't feel like Dynamo were going to do it for him. He right? played this season. Yeah, and, you know, you have these names that he's throwing out there, and then, you know, we'll throw it to Edson. How many of these players were actually studs in RGV? Really, not that many, and the ones that were outstanding at RGV rarely, if any, it got 
rarely or any playing time at all. Mm-hmm. It's just so, it's gonna be it's gonna say how it is, man. And then the fact that he throws in Tomas Martinez and Mauro Manotas, players that Mauro got four games total at RGV back in 2016. Tomas mm-hmm. Martinez maybe one or two, if anything, uh, due to red cards or, but it's like those. Those players do not count, should not count for him to say that the way they're handling RGV, the, the, that their the fact their academy is successful because academy academy, Tyler Derrick, uh, Memo, uh, Nico Lemoyne right now, and of course Marcelo Panomino, and the future ones Juan Castilla and Danny Rios. That's it that I can remember off the top of my head. Yeah, I mean. None of those names besides Morrow pop out like they really don't, you know, none of them stand out as being promotable talent in MLS with the uh, long term idea of selling them overseas. You know, it's not the the Dynamo don't (laughs) have they're not doing it right either. I mean, they're not selling them to make big bucks off these guys either no. it's not like they're doing that they're not even doing that successfully i mean do we have to i.e albert elise like really uh, you, here's it here's you, the thing though. for a mill okay so here, here here's the thing though before we move on to albert elise and i think continuing with the academy you have a point that the light years the light years there we go <laughs> the dynamo are light years behind everybody else it took them how long to bring in a capable director such as Paul Holliker for them to barely get some uh, some uh, players that can maybe scratch the surface into trying to enter the Dynamo first team? How long it took them until 2020? How long has Matt Jordan been here? I mean, Edson, that's the point I'm, you know, that that I'm making is this team is so far behind the curve. It's unreal. You know, this is a move the Dynamo should have made eight to ten years ago, you know? I mean, not that I keep – and forgive me, guys. It's not that I'm always trying to throw back to the union. It's just when it comes to Academy product, they are right now the prime example of that. I mean, look at the players they've transferred that had started their Academy, and they made money from. I mean, yes, McKenzie hasn't signed yet, but – He's most likely going to go to Celtic for a decent amount of money. Um, you have Brendan Aronson who went for wasn't his the like the league highest, like 16 mil or something like that um, for a transfer. You have uh, what's his name? Uh, Reynolds from Dallas who just mm-hmm. went for a stupid amount of money. I mean, even Dallas, which we had always known was producing talent, um, you know, they're back to producing talent again. And the Dynamo are going to lose out on finding this talent in Texas because, look, let's face it. If my kid's good, I'm not sending him to a Dynamo Academy. So, I'm sure as hell I ain't sending him to a, a Dynamo Academy. So Transfer Market says that the transfer value between Philly and Red Bull, Red Bull Salzburg, $11 million. Reynolds was okay. 9.5 around there, million dollars. Yeah. And, you know, it's just it's just ridiculous. Like if you're not going to be, you know, able to buy, you know, good players right now, then you got to rely on your academy. But you're so far behind that you can't even make money off of your academy players because you don't have any outstanding academy players that'll that'll attract the attention from Europe. You have to rely. You have to rely on. uh you have to rely on selling your star players, and then you can't even do that. No. And Jorge brings up a good point. He said a theory has been thrown out, uh, thrown out there that Brenner kept Matt, so the new owner in 2020 could pick their new GM. Um, you know, because in the U.S., yeah, that's what I meant. You know, we're all about conspiracy theories and stuff like that now in the United States, but this one actually has some kind of validity um, if you just look at it at face or. Uh, at face value, you know, if Brenner really is able to sell the team, it makes perfect sense for a new owner to pick the GM. And yeah, absolutely, 
so I made a I made a joke to uh to Megan the other day and I had her almost peeing herself. I said, you know, all these other teams, you, you have Seattle who has Russell Wilson, you have Austin who has Matthew McConaughey, you have, you know, Philly that has Kevin Durant. All we have is fat James Harden and a boxer that you know has been photographed wearing a dress. How does that make you feel as a fan? I mean, does it make you really love your team? I mean, I don't think that shouldn't matter, no. but absolutely not. But the fact, like, I don't think like that should matter. But the fact is, what should matter? They're not doing it right, so of course we're going to be pissed to them. Go ahead, Josh. I, I was going to say at this point, I'd prefer, I'd much rather have uh, Ted Lasso as our general manager than than freaking Matt Jordan. <laughs> Anybody who got that reference, I really appreciate y'all. That show is hilarious, too, by the way. Um, Jason I mean, Sudeikis, no. No, nobody? Okay. <laughs> maybe, it's just, maybe it's just me that so, watches the show. <laughs> so, Josh, let me let me throw this out at you, you know, because you've been a day one fan, essentially. You know, and I know I had given you shit before when I broke it down. You know, I broke it down with Edson, too, that if you look at the history of this team, yes, you have – the 2011-2012 Dynamo squad, which is still probably their better squad in history, right? Outside of the two years that they came here to Houston, which let's let's call it for what it is, it was San Jose's team, right? Same player, same everything. What has this organization really done to stand out after 2008? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I mean, I mean, they, it, yeah, it's nothing. I mean. That's not that's a that's an argument that we've had before. Well, I wouldn't even say it's an argument. That's an agreement that we've had before. <laughs> you know, it's and and I feel bad for like these day one guys and you know not worry, that we've all pretty much uh, just kind of accepted our fate, you know. <laughs> I've seen a lot of guys on Twitter that have like literally just jumped ship as far as like being season ticket holders and stuff and as they should. Just, I mean, as they should, yeah. But yeah. I guess what irritates me is you also have – and look, this is not – I'm, I'm going to give full disclosure, okay? This is not a diss to supporters groups at all. I understand your job is to support your team. But at what point do signs be brought into the stadium or protests start to happen for this team to understand what they're actually doing to this fan base? You know, when when are they standing out in front of the stadiums with signs fire Matt Jordan or, you know, something that actually hits close to home? Obviously not anything out of, you know, the legal realm, um, you know, but when, where do you make this known that you were just completely unhappy with this team? You know, there's one thing of you out of the whole five fans that'll be in the stadium. I'm sure that one of their signs will be seen. <laughs> I hope so. I mean. Matt Jordan doesn't have a lot of fans to look at right now. I, so. I am, I am, I, I would anticipate unless they do some like big splash signing, which I highly, no, highly you know what doubt that's gonna you know happen. What their splash was, Josh? I think that Fafa probably Pico. Gonna happen. I, I, that yeah, was I that was their happen. splash signing that's this year. Just, okay? okay, that's okay. What? That's just <laughs> uh, okay. Awesome, cool. But I, I'm like, I'm anticipating probably like their lowest attendance next season. Like, it's been trending downward outside of, you know, this year with COVID. Well, would want to go watch that team. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I, I love going to the games with you guys, I'll stay, but I'll stay home. No way no. It's I'm not fun there. It's not, it's not fun. I mean, it, it, there's no, that's no why, energy. That's why me and you uh, get drunk either before the game or at the game. <laughs> well, I stay home now and watch it at home. I'm like, I'll just, yeah, I'll just watch it at home. Yeah. It's I'll, I'll I'll just scream at the fucking TV at home. I mean, like, you know, I'm not gonna waste my money going and watching this game right now. No. And there's only so much shining a turd that um John Walker can do. Honestly, Jorge does say that we got two designated player spots left too, which is true because. Because uh, Tomas Martinez is no longer with us now, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. So then, um, Which, talk about dead weight. I mean, yeah. Where's he been? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I 
was he ever here? <laughs> yeah, for like was four he, games in the entire, what, two and a half, three years he was here? So. Jeez. Uh, Edson, you're quiet over there. Are you, are you stewing too? <laughs> I think as far as, as far as, because you mentioned the supporters groups, I know I have seen El Batallón and I have seen The Search be vocal on Twitter. I've heard Good. I've heard nothing from Texian Army, unless I'm wrong. But I don't. You're not wrong. So and Wait, they're still a thing. They are a show of them former selves. And okay. look, I, I have like, a lot of I, pe- I know a lot of people that are around. in TA, and you know I'm I'm close to these people. Yeah, but, but are they still like I don't I didn't think they were still actually around no, though. They're like, they're still legit. I know them like, but <laughs> okay, but, yeah, but. The point I'm trying to make is like Twitter only gets you so far. And from what I and from what I heard from John Walker one time, he's he because the one when he was with uh, uh, Glenn Davis, he made a comment in that interview and he said. They tell me not to not to see what they post on social media, he says, but I do anyway. Which probably leads well, me to believe if you're a glutton for punishment, that's why you look at it. <laughs> well, but what lead, that so leads me to believe that a lot of people within the organization that actually have the control over all of this, they don't actually go out of their way to see uh, the reactions of social media. So our outrage may need to go past social media and go through other mediums. If they if if they want us to if they want to listen to us like they should, there's, there's you know there's the Dynamo fans for change, which I mean is still like very active. Yeah, kudos to Tony, man. That dude, he's he's very very adamant about it. Mm-hmm. I think it's uh, I think it's awesome. Oh, real quick, since we're talking about supporters groups, I do got to give the shout out though to the Surge. We finally got our dope jerseys. Um, yeah, it's actually the first time I've been able to wear it while doing a show, and guys, like these these are legit. They actually look better in the Dynamo jerseys themselves. <laughs> I agree, they um, do a lot better. I mean, but I, I got I got to give props to to everybody at the Surge. They hooked us up too. We got the stickers, which I can't wait to put somewhere. I don't have a place to put I, them I, yet. I have them. I have them. Um, I've got, you know, they hooked us up with the scarves, and of course we bought the jerseys, and you know. They're, they're, they're doing it right. They are doing what the supporters groups around MLS are doing and that, you know, needs to become a standard here in Houston. It's uh, they definitely came out and showed up and, you know, I, I can't wait to see their growth over the next couple of years. Um, and it just kind of sucks that 2020 is their first real year. And, and what they kind of irks me split. off and what irks me off that Uh-oh. a lot of people, a lot of people on social media have this whole conspiracy theory that the search is paid by uh, by the uh, was created by the front office was this okay I'm gonna pause you right there Edson do you think anybody in that damn front office has the brains to do what the surge (laughs) did this year I mean they could barely field a team what makes you think they'd be able to run a supporters group yeah Sorry, I, I mean, mean that with that within of itself. I want y'all to know we got a new EMLS player though. Oh, because that's you know that's what that priorities, saying. dude. We rebranded. <laughs> we got a new EMLS player. Man, we're gonna rock it next year. Well, since we're bouncing around, let's uh, because we didn't do a we didn't do a show after they announced this, even though we knew about it because the pictures had been leaked. And I think we might've talked about it a little bit, but it wasn't official. So Josh, let me, let me ask you since, you know, you're the, you're the long time here. Um, since I have our old one tattooed on me. Yeah. Which, how do you feel about that? Am I going to get the new one on me? (laughs) Hell no. Um, but how, how do you feel about the crest and the, the quote rebrand? Um, well, I think, I think feeling like that was an absolute necessity, um, absolutely just tarnishes it like in itself. It's just kind of like, well, that really, really should not be the focus. 
like I mean, I actually really don't care about the crest. I, I think it looks, I think it looks bland. Um, I do like how it's, it's, it is all black now and orange. Yeah. So I don't know if like, I don't know if that's going to transition to our home jerseys being all black or what. Um, cause it, it, it's been trending where the black jerseys are typically better than the orange jerseys now. Um, but, but, um, I, I honestly, I don't care. I think it, I think it's stupid. I think it was a stupid thing to put resources and time and effort into that. Um, rather than actually, you know, hitting the issues of the yeah. team and the ownership and the front office. And how are you going to bring fans back? A new crest isn't going to do it. A winning team will do it, but Correct. not it. You are. This was addressing the wrong issues, and I dare to say, it was trying to fix something was that was not a problem. How hey, is if, there, if, if if they were if they sorry to interrupt you it's, if, if they were going to be one club with the Houston Dash, it should have been like one club with RGV as well. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah. they're like only like five hours away, so you know it's too so. Fun. I kind of have a different take. I'm kind of on both sides here. So I'm not going to lie because I I don't like the old school quote cartoonish. Get out. Crest. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on, Edson. I don't like the old school cartoonish crest. Like I like Atlanta's. I like LAFC's. I even like LA's new wish crest, the the Galaxies. Um, I actually like the Dynamo crest. And I think... The story behind it is kind of nice. I do like how there's how it's six sided, represented six wards of Houston. Um, but with that being said, to think that you can add FC to your name and things are going to change, that's what I have a problem with. What is the real difference between Houston Dynamo and Houston FC? Why? Because you're trying to create a football culture. You lost that a long time ago when you when you uh, Oops. didn't know how to run a damn academy. Mm-hmm. So it's going to take a while. You know, it's that that was kind of bullshit. You, you didn't need that. Death and there. also considering the whole one club mentality, you knew right off the bat you cannot do it with one identity for Dynamo and Dash. Hey, Edson, of- I'm going to pause you real quick. Thanks for tuning in, Swishy. I saw he was on here. Um, he said he has to leave. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you, Jeffrey. Thank you, Jorge. All right. Back to you, Edson. I just wanted to give a shout out. I lost my train of thought. No, I'm just kidding. Oh. Look. <laughs> You knew right off the bat that the Dynamo and the Dash cannot have one identity. They cannot be one club name compared to, like, for example, Tigres Femenil or Arsenal or yada, yada, yada. You cannot do it. Why? Because of naming rights, um, jersey rights with Nike, with Nike with NWSL, Adidas with MLS. You cannot share brands. So while the one club mentality should be done anyway within Dynamo and Dash and make sure that they are considered, you know, part of the or- the organization, which they are, you know, there was no need to, to do a rebrand for them. At least the da- the Dash one might have needed a little tweak here and there, but I don't agree with the reasoning with like, well, it's because the rebrand is because we wanted to have like one or the... We want to start this whole thing about it being one club. It's not that. It, it, it it's not that. It it was money that probably wasn't needed to be spent. You could say that it's that the allocation of money that is used between front office stuff and on the field stuff is completely different. I understand that, uh, and I agree with it. But I still believe that this. The time and effort put into the rebrand could have been used to fund better investigations, better uh, ways to get feedback directly from the fans and Mm -hmm. fix that rather than trying to force a change that is already alienating more people than they were already alienated due to other uh, measures and decisions that the front that the new front office had taken since John Walker and Deanna Witter uh, had had come into into the organization. This new crest just it just doesn't do anything for me. 
I don't like it either. Like, I like it a little better than when I originally saw it, but it's still like, to me, with the word mark, completely like, I like it better if it was just the HD by itself within the hex the hexagon, and I, I feel that would I feel like that would that would look better like on on uh, on on the kits, because I know I know like for example, uh, it's not not flum. If a Fluminense has a similar uh, letter letter style in their crest, uh, but I'm thinking of Flamengo where they have just like that that uh that um their their initials like on their jerseys and that looks great uh but i don't i don't i don't know like the crest within itself no 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 i don't I so a lightning bolt down there too i feel like this little like nod to the surge i don't know <laughs> so i don't know i just bob saw says, a lightning bolt <laughs> bob says peel getting surge merch to be fair we paid for the surge merch um but he said fo trying to buy the peel next <laughs> <laughs> no, they they they've tolerated us from the beginning, but it's not one of those things. Plus, you know what? We've gotten dirty looks from them before about, you know, us being brutally honest about the team. Our job from day one was to not be best friends with this club. It was to talk honestly about this club and hold them accountable for what they were and what they accomplished or what they didn't accomplish. And there is no way in hell we would ever allow the club to try to dictate what we talked about and how we talked about it. Because guess what? We're fans. We call it like we see it. So <laughs> this goes to the top. Uh, not to the surge, just like the Illuminati logo on the U.S. currency. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kenny, uh, Kenny Kapner did bring up a good point about the old crest. He said the old crest was just a ripoff of San Jose's old one. Look at them both next to each other. Oh, yeah. He has I a mean, very that's, valid that's point. A, oh, yeah. That's a... That's the known thing it's very it's yeah. very very similar to well, you San also Jose have to you also have weeks. to consider you also have to consider that the dynamo crest hat was rushed because people did not like the houston 1836 crest or the name in yeah. of itself so they only had a couple of weeks that's your they only had a, I'm gonna sound real racist here for a second but that's your people that didn't like that. hey don't tell me what <laughs> i have to don't tell me what i have to be mad about okay and it was just it was just a squeaky minority, I must add. It was just because one guy it was just because one guy posted an op-ed in the Chronicle and apparently it, it was just a, just enough of a backlash from from organizations with, within the city that that they decided to change the crest. Ooh. Jorge brings up a very valid point. And it is a question we gotta ask each other. What's it gonna take to get the peel to become uh to be the surge members oh god Ooh. well one for one you can't justin uh yeah no see yeah you're, i mean your life your life is going to change <sighs> in May. well oh wait i don't even think anybody knew yeah i didn't think you announced it um should i then i mean uh, that's up to you all right. Well, I mean, since the cat's already out of the bag, I, me, and Megan are also expecting um, our first little one uh, come May first. Um, which part of the reason we, you know, kind of stopped doing the shows, you know, Josh is his has been a handful, and I mean that in the best of ways, you know. And God, if you guys saw the pictures, um, and then you know, me trying to navigate this whole thing with a pregnant wife and working, and same thing with probably Josh. It's you know. Some things we've had to cut ties with, um, but yeah, it's uh, God, Josh, we're gonna be dads. Well, we I'm know you probably hold on. You're going I like, to be dad. Bob has a point. Wawa is better than anything, and I'm not gonna dime on anything else because Megan and I have this argument all the oh, time. But, <laughs> but oh, but Wawa, oh, yes, oh. is better than Bucky's. Anybody who's listening to this can at me any day. No, no. I am so tempted right now to flick you off after hearing this sacrilege. But I'll go ahead and do it next time I see you in person. <laughs> um, but, uh, oh, you know what, though? I've had, give better, a shout out I've, I've had better, uh, better subs at a gas station down the street. Jorge says they have subway than at Wallen. Jorge says they have subway. 
I'm ignoring you guys. <laughs> <laughs> we have um, baby merch. Oh, snap, Jorge. Oh, God. Oh, dang. Look, we already... you, Jorge, you should see our closet. So, you know, Megan and I share the same closet. The baby has more clothes than we do. <laughs> um, yeah. By the way, a huge shout but, out to, uh, to the Dash, too. I will also... Let, let me... I'll, I'll throw this out there, too. I will also let... Because I am from the East Coast, you know, I do have the teams that I support... I'm also going to let my baby decide whatever team she wants to support. She's so, going to be a Tigres fan, I'll tell you that. She will not. Okay. I man. will make sure that happens. Just um, to piss you off. But, you know, Go honestly. LAFC. Uh, no. Go, are you serious? You're going to root for Tigres over LAFC in the Cocky Half. No. Oh, I'm definitely uh, rooting for uh, LAFC. Yeah, you know where I now. stand on that. Yeah, um, that's and yeah, Jeff or Jeffrey has a point. The Surge does have a better brewery that they're back uh, backed with. Eureka Heights, if nobody's had their beer. Oh, dude, Eureka legit. Heights, yeah. Um, it might actually be my favorite Houston brewery behind Bailton. So, I didn't know uh, that was the case, man. I might just go to Eureka Heights just to drink with them before the game. Hell yeah. Um, got a baby strap. Got baby strapped to our chest. Oh, uh, Bob, I can't do that. Look, Bob, part of the reason I can't do that is I hate the Yankees. I hate the Cowboys. I hate um I hate Man United. I sure as hate or sure as hell also hate Club America. So not gonna happen. <laughs> I just remember that time that like the only like Club America game that really stood out to me was like way back when when they were playing Barcelona, I think they were doing like a tour here in Houston yeah. or something, or somewhere in Texas, and they were like up for nothing against Barcelona or whatnot, and then like Ronaldinho just like went nuts on them, <laughs> and just like came back in the last ten minutes. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sorry, random, random thought about Club America. <laughs> okay, pause. I didn't say I hate Bucky's because I, I frequent it often, but. Wawa to me is better than Bucky's. Yeah, I said it. But um, let's get back to what we were talking about. So, you know, we've seen some kind of player movement. Uh, we've had options declined for some players um, before we wrap the show up. So they exercised the options on Serene, Fuenmayor, Junqua, Lemoyne, Monquist, uh, McHugh, Michael Nelson, Marcelo Palomino, and Vera. They declined the options on Kyle Adams, Victor Cabrera, Cody Cropper, uh, Tomas Martinez, Ronaldo Pena, Michael Salazar and um, the B- S- S- Zabio. Is that how you say his name? Zahibo. Uh, Zahibo. Yeah. Um, and the contracts expired for uh, Figueroa, Boniac, and Nico Hansen. We already know that, let's face it, Boniac's going to be back here as he should be. Um, but, uh, oh, Jorge, I'm already spoken for when it comes to uh, supporters groups. Uh, I'll I'll get with you after this. Um, uh, please, you'd probably attend more Dynamo games than your actual home team. That's because I don't live in I don't live that yeah, close I to know that. anymore, that asshole. Was the joke. Thank <laughs> you. Um, but I mean, wh- what do you guys outside of okay? I want to see them win MLS Cup. What are your reasonable expectations for this team next year? I want to see them win MLS Cup next year, dude. <laughs> I think they've got a really really good chance. <laughs> Is that your bold uh, prediction for next dude, year? I mean, honestly, man, just, I mean, keep a good win-loss ratio. I don't even have expectations for this team next year. I can't base it off that. So like, are you really that numb to this team now? I have been hurt by this team plenty of times. That so, Dynamo, I want you to hear that. Yeah. Just, and I'm going to say it for Josh because he says it a lot. You know, he has yeah. this team tattooed on his, dude, on his arm. Honestly, and, man, I've been through two MLS Cup losses. One when you've had a lead, and then just to go into complete and utter trash now. I've been hurt <laughs> in my time watching this team, and it's just it hasn't gotten any better. Uh, Edson, what's uh, what are your reasonable expectations for this team next year? Mid-table. Mid-table? I want them to make it to playoffs, but my ex my true expectations, like from what I see, unless the two DPs are outstanding, like out of the water, like blow your breath away, take my breath away, like Berlin said, 
uh, in their song, I think they're just going to be mid-table and just out of the playoffs. I, I just got to yeah. be honest. And yeah, I'm, I'm, Honestly, he really made a Berlin reference. <laughs> yeah, with those designated players, man, with the whole pandemic and then the whole, like I heard, the, I seen the rumors of, on the Twitter of why we actually sold Marvro um, so suddenly. I honestly, I wouldn't expect really any so, signings to happen this this off season. Nothing so major. Bob nothing that's going to put us into contenders. I would just say if there was a relegation standing on the conference, just don't be in that line. If I wanted to, that's my expectation. If I want to put it in Liga MX terms, we have become the Atlas of the MLS, a team that has gone from being, I guess, decent from nine since 1950, or at least, but see, no, that's not even a good, but the fact, the point I'm trying to make is it's a team that we have to expect that they're going to be bottom, bottom of the table or at most mid table based on the, on what, the front office and their moves as far as players are concerned. We don't have, just like Atlas right now, we don't have a good academy system because Atlas used to say, well, we had the best academy in Mexico and then they stopped producing and look where they're at right now. And, and so at, at this point, it's kind of like, puts me to think like with this front office, are our expectations as fans exaggerated to one day be on top again or uh, on MLS? I don't want to settle with mediocrity at all. I'm not a person that likes to settle with mediocrity. I, we should be able to put some pressure on our ownership to either show up or get the hell out of the city. Yeah. Because... yeah. This team is supposed to represent Houston, Texas, and its suburbs. And it's right now, all what Houston, Texas is known for is the city, the resilient city, a city that doesn't let anything stop them. Look what happened with, uh, with the hurricane in 2017. This Houston Dynamo team is nothing, is not a true representation of H-Town. I'm just going to be honest right here. The Houston Dash it's, right now is, right now. but right now the <laughs> yeah. Dynamo is a, is a shell of its former self. And either they do something about it and make real decisions or just admit to us, be men and women, be professional, tell us exactly what's going on. Stop trying to hide behind the veil of oh well, we're front office or or this is the way business are, our businesses are run we are your stakeholders we as fans are the stakeholders of this team if we want to go into business terms we are stakeholders of this team and we need to have some sort of way and see what is going on with with this team financially getting the players if you cannot do that then you are not a good organization Thing. And you are it's screwing, really and you're screwing job, your stakeholders. Oh, One of the things about business is taking care of not only of your stockholders, but your stakeholders. And you are not doing that right, right that's now. A, that's a, one of Costco's uh, code of ethics. We can see the steam coming. <laughs> if you look closely on the, cor the camera on the bottom left, you can see the steam popping out of his ears right now. So with that being said, Edson... Uh, you want to give us a quick uh, RGV minute? <laughs> well, we only have well, we only have three players signed right now. <laughs> oh my God! Is it you there's and the, there's Edson with your uh, RGV minute. <laughs> I, and the, what? And the fact that uh, that we declined the option on our best player from last year, Robert Castellanos. Yep. Oh God. And we don't have and we don't have somehow, and know. we don't have a hit coach yet. That that RGV that that RGV that Houston Dynamo controls all technical aspects of. Watch, 
watch. If they cannot control they're gonna just start signing random players that are playing in RGB and they're gonna do a hell of a lot better than what Matt Jordan would have put together. <laughs> uh Jorge says I think Edson's been safe in this. <laughs> so And um, this is coming well, from, guys, this is coming from somebody that is not an uh, uh, that is not a Houston native. Well, so I think we've covered everything tonight. Um, I know we bounced around a little bit. Um, as for next seasons, guys, I think I could safely say for the peel that it will probably be TBD. Um, I can see us starting the season, but that ultimately depends on how things go come around springtime. Um, you know, I would, I would like, I would like to keep doing the show if the other two um, would still like to do it. Uh, I do miss it. I'm not even gonna lie. This uh, now that I have a computer that can actually, you know, work, um, you know, uh, that's how I feel about that. I know that's something we all got to discuss in the off season, um, but I, I do think this is probably gonna be the last show for us for 2020. Hopefully, 2021's better. We can get some fans back in the stands. Um, Unless you know. the Dynamo do some crazy stuff within the next ten days, yeah, this is probably the last <laughs> show. But um, I now, do want to give. I would guarantee you, though, if Matt Jordan somehow resigns within the next ten days, we are for sure doing a show. Yeah. Oh, for oh, sure. I, I, make it two I, hours. I, I, look, okay. I, I'm gonna make it a little bit sweeter. I'm gonna get if that happens. I'm getting drunk on stream. Oh my god! Ooh, with okay, there you go. I'll join you on that. You know, and it's funny. We were supposed to be drinking eggnog to this show, alcohol spiked eggnog, and we didn't. So yeah, man, I, I, I dude, I completely forgot to grab my eggnog too. Was like, yeah, man. I did have a beer, so I guess I'm, you know, I didn't have beer, man. Bob said, want to get a customized Matt Jordan pinata for fun? <laughs> oh man, that's <laughs> that'd be great. <laughs> I mean, it'd be the most Mexican thing to do, like, or Houston <laughs> thing to do. Kind of like the Sons of Ben in Philly with the coffin. I mean, it is a pinata, and you're beating the shit out of it. So <laughs> I support this. Um, but uh, I know personally, I, I do want to give uh, a shout out to everybody. Everybody who turned in this year, who's turned in or tuned in every year. Um, I want to give you guys a thank you from the bottom of my heart. You've made this some of the best, uh, best times of my life doing something that was totally out of, you know, my realm of being comfortable with something. Um, you know, something that started out as a, a drunk conversation with Josh and it's turned into something like this. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's meant a lot to me, uh, personally. So I'm not mistaken. We tried, we actually started the peel after we tried to start our own supporters group. (laughs) Correct. Um, and we see which one ended up better. Uh, But um, I personally want to say thank you. Thank you, guys. Um, thank you, everybody. Especially thanks to Edson. Um, if it wasn't for Edson, I doubt this show would have went where it has, you know. Um, but uh, before I sign off, I do want to tell or tell everybody, you know, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays, stay safe. We're going to get through this COVID bullshit and uh, be back in the stands at some point. Josh, you got anything? Uh, no, uh... Let's uh, let's just give the middle finger to 2020 and never oh, look back. God. Yeah, Edson. I just want to wish uh, everybody to to be safe out there. Um, it's been difficult times, not only for us as fans, but in real life, for many di- for many different things. Uh, we I know a lot of people you know may have lost their jobs, may have lost li- loved ones due to due to COVID. And like you said, uh, Justin, we, we hope we can have a better 2021. And if you guys are suffering, know that uh, you all have the, the support of us three, you know, even if it's yep. even if it is at a distance. And uh, we'll get to we'll get through this together, guys. Uh, so we are just remember, we are all one uh, uh, H-Town family and uh one club. Yeah. Yes, sir. And I will say, uh, and I will say this now that you mentioned it, Josh. If I will add this, if the front office isn't going to do their job, then I think it's up to us to make this 
a one club mentality. Let's make this let's make yeah. this an organic an organic thing. And what the front office fails to do, we can do it ourselves as fans. Let's let's make yeah. that our New Year's resolution for 2021. Make this Dynamo families uh, better together. Before I do that final read, I do also want to give a shout out to uh, two guys who have been crushing it um, in the podcast atmosphere or podcast world. Um, if you guys don't listen to them, definitely check out uh, uh, Keeping Tabs. They're crushing it over there. Um, you know, if there's one podcast you guys listen to, make sure it's them. You know, I appreciate you guys listening to us, but give them your time as well. Um, you know, and that's everybody. Uh, you know, Generation Orange, Keeping Tabs. I know I'm missing a few more. Yeah, Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Yeah, Cuatro Cuatro Dos. Cuatro Cuatro Dos. You know, yes, we're all different podcasts. We all cover the team in a different way. But, you know, it's the collective whole that keeps this team being held accountable. And, you know... We just got to keep continuing with that. Um, don't forget to hit that like and subscribe button down below. If you're listening to the podcast, hit that like button and follow us on all our hosting sites, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud. Um, also, if you're tired of the uh, same old uniforms and cookie cover templates from Nike and Adidas, are you looking for a unique and completely custom kit for your youth club, Sunday League squad, adult or even pro team, or supporters club, uh, Icarus um, FC? Uh, can help you create the kit of your dreams at an affordable price. Let them help you design your new custom kits today at IcarusFC.com. This here, all from Icarus. Um, the Surge uses them. Uh, also, thank you to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, the official uh, scarf supplier to MLS, USL, and uh, US Soccer. Get your custom scarves for your group or team at RoughneckScarves.com. Um, on behalf of Josh and Edson, thank you guys for listening to another edition of the Peel on the Beautiful Game Network. You two got anything you want to add real quick before we sign off? No, sir. I got food waiting. Let's go. All right. Edson? Let's let's grow uh, in 2021. That's all I'm going to say. Yes, sir. All right. As for uh, you listeners, thank you guys. Love you all. This is the Peel. We're out. See you in 2021. Bye. Bye.